You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's not bad. This is DMX, right? Yes, DMX. DMX. What do you mean, right? Like, you didn't recognize his voice? No, I know. <laughs> uh, hour three, Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. <laughs> Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Man, this show today just right off the rails. Yeah, it's... Hey, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to play Impossible Flames Trivia, where you get frustrated and never get the answer. We'll do that. The history. Uh, but right now on the line, uh, does a terrific job of covering the Calgary Flames for Sportsnet on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. And we say good morning to our friend, Ryan Leslie. Hello, sir. How are you? Speaking of right off the rails, great to be with you, Jim. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Hey. Hello. I want to ask you a serious question because we're serious journalists here on mm. the big show. On time. All right. Serious. Uh, your favorite Christmas movie of all time, your least favorite Christmas movie of all time? Well, I think this is uh, this is a tap-in for easiest, isn't it? Polar Express. Oh, Whoa. good choice. Express, of course. Okay. That's a line from the movie, George. All right. You can tell I haven't seen it because I was just like super quiet there for a second. Yeah, it was uh, almost like it's an underground movie no one's ever heard of. But no, it's uh, it's quite popular, George. It's um, Mm -hmm. it's I'm not an animated guy either at all. Like I can't. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, the kids and I watch it every year. Maybe maybe check it out once in the summer just to mix it up. I don't know. It's uh, got that kind of eerie. I'm a big Christmas guy. For the record, I'm a big Christmas guy. I I, I had the vibe hey. about that about you like that, right? Like, what does that mean? Like, wh- when does the tree go yeah. up? When yeah. do the lights go up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you a like baker? That. Gingerbread? Have you like, written is... your written your list? Did you go sit on Santa's lap at the mall? Sugar cookies? Like, what are we talking yeah. about here? Come on. I uh, I put the real tree up. As close to December 1 as I can. The girls and I have a few tradition, the kids. Nice. And uh, we got the real garland going, uh, you know, the movies. The uh, the family has a, a competition of some kind every year. This year, I believe it's uh, Christmas cocktails. Mm. Last year, it was uh, Christmas trees of some kind. So before we bore the audience to death, it's just a great time for me. I love mm. it. I always have. And uh and I'm all in on everything. No sitting on the knee, mind you, but uh, hmm. lots of sort of secret Santa type stuff. Yeah, lots nice. of uh, need a big surprise every year. Some type of fun theme. Uh, I do recommend that Polar Express just east of town. I can't remember exactly where. Mossley, maybe. It's uh, hmm. it's dynamite. Um, so you don't have a least favorite Christmas movie then. No, but how about this? Okay. My least favorite Christmas music, and this is no disrespect to their uh, sales, talent, or catalog. I just could never, I couldn't, the sound of the Carpenters oh, uh, wow. as a band used to, used to, musically, it would uh, drive me batty. I don't know what it was. It would trigger something. I would mm. just, like, black out. Yeah. Um, so Mariah's All Aaron I Want for Car- Christmas, though, is the Cadillac of all Christmas songs. Oh, George. <laughs> It's not so so much to to learn. learn. Uh, Are we talking about Christmas no. music or life in general? Because I I'm getting a sense it might be life in general. Yeah. But hey, we'll yeah. start with Christmas. Yeah. Hey, Maddie, we'll go from there. Got to start small. Okay, baby steps. 
Hey, uh, is Chris Tanev, does he just get multiple ice packs every Christmas for 100 shots he blocks a game? Yeah. And maybe teeth one year. Um, but, yeah, that guy is. Uh, Please, Santa, one guy, time. Yeah, just makes it a digit. Uh, yeah, that guy's a block party. That guy is a human block party. And, uh, yeah, he's it's crazy. And quietly goes about his business, eating pucks, blocking them. Um yeah, he's he's something to watch, isn't he? Like he's just he's the kind of guy that I think we do talk about a lot. Uh, I think his teammates do. I think the public, the media, um, certainly his coaches, but but he doesn't. Now, from what I gather in talking to these guys, he's quite talkative on the ice, um, quite chatty, quite not chirpy to the opposition, but there's a lot of communication from this guy, and uh, you talk to. I don't know, current teammates, past teammates. There is not one guy in the league that's been in and around Chris Tanev that doesn't respect who he is or the way he plays. And and I think anybody who watches him feels the same way. This is just a, you know, this is the glue guy in that room, the unofficial uh, leader of that, that room and certainly that blue line. So, yeah, it's great to see him back. Great to see him playing the style. He doesn't. It's not like he's going to come back and be a little gun shy. Ooh, I don't want to jump in the way of pucks. No, he's all in. Yeah, he's so fun to watch. Just the way he he throws his body around out there, and and as being one of the pending UFAs, there's questions about where he's going to play down the road, what his next contract is going to be like. But he's one of those guys that I constantly think about. As even as he kind of continues to age here, he's a guy that you could put with a younger defenseman like a Jeremy Poirier, and he could still be your number one penalty kill defenseman. And he can have a very good role, a very helpful role, helping this team move forward past this season. Um, have, do you think the team thinks about that when they're kind of weighing their options with Chris Tanev as the kind of deadline, I guess, inches nearer and nearer? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think they know every facet of not only his game, but his game and how it relates to the team for sure. Uh, but I think at this point, it's it's about the direction, isn't it, guys? Like, it's about... Where are they going? Uh, this is a key asset. If they're going to win it, if they're in it to try and win it, well, he's all, you know, he's all in. And uh, but if it's a matter of, uh, okay, well, you got to strip it down to the studs here. Uh, okay, well, what are you going to get for him? He's very realistic about that. He could yeah. certainly mentor every uh, D partner and non D partner out there. Um, you know, it's funny. One of the guys said to me, you know, he's a lot like first when I got here, Mark Giordano. And then Mark Giordano was that kind of influence on, on and helping younger guys, even if they weren't like new guys, but they were younger. He kind of helped them elevate their game to another level. So um, Chris Tanev is, has really shown that he makes everybody better. And we know that, right? Ever since he got here, it's like, okay, well, we need someone to pick up their game or we need somebody to be mentored and helped and, and and understand the league. Okay, Oliver Shillington, here, play with him. All of a sudden, you're having a career year. There's all kinds of examples of, you know, guys who don't want to give up playing with him. I remember another player said, I just love playing with him. And certainly he was moved off him and then has come back. And everybody gets a little adrenaline shot when they play with him. So uh, that's no different for other teams and GMs who covet that type of thing. And I guess we'll find out as we get closer, as you say. But this is all about the direction. What which way are they going and if they have to part with what's maximum value. So um, however it plays itself out, 
I think we as uh, the outsiders have to be, uh, be media fans. You have to kind of look at it the right way, and uh, certainly the players do. And I don't know. I just think this is a really good asset that if if you're not going to go and, and go all in this year, which it's starting to look as though uh, that may be the case, despite the fact they've got a few wins, you can't be kind of swayed by wins and losses um, in the moment. This is a player that I would – would think sooner rather than later could get you something of value. So lots of time, lots of games ahead, certainly not trying to uh, uh, suggest that he's uh, in or out, but he is an asset that a lot of people would covet, that's for sure. Well, we heard the idea, Ryan, floated around that maybe there uh, potentially could be a a scenario where the Flames trade him and then they sign him right back here in the summer as a UFA. Do you think that's a real possibility? No, no, that's... That's uh, that to me would seem would seem not right. Um, Why? You know, if they move well, because if they move him, yeah, um, it's with the idea of rebuilding or retooling, um, bringing him back and paying him and tying up that. If we've learned nothing about this year, it's the importance about cap space and having the flexibility to bring younger players in up and down as need be. I mean, that's that's key dough that you would need. And last time I checked, they have a lot of money invested in, in older players. Uh, and while Chris Tanev is not to be considered in the same category as some of those examples, he is, if they were to do that scenario, it would sort of feel counterproductive to what they're trying to do. Is he an, is he an incredible assistance and, and uh, value here? Yes. But if they part ways, that's they're parting ways. And I don't, I don't foresee that. I could be completely dead wrong, but I don't. I don't see that being a scenario. What did you make of Jacob Markstrom's return between the pipes? To me, felt like that was a game that he stole for the Calgary Flames, and I don't yeah. know how many times we could say that last year. Yeah, no, I. Not about you guys, but I. I kind of think. I don't know if I'm going out on a limb or if anyone would agree or disagree with this, but I think he's been their best player all year. Um, I know it, the numbers haven't shown it, so don't get me wrong there, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think when he's been in the games, I think he's been their best player um, from the beginning to right now. And I'm with you, Manny. Like that, that performance was like, oh yeah, okay, still got it. If there was any concerns about, okay, how's he going to come back after an injury? I think he answered those questions. He seems like he's, you know, he's on a mission this year. I don't know exactly if it's to just be uh, as a stellar of a goaltender as as he is, or if he's trying to will this team into something, but he is for my money, for the most part, not let anything. Um, uh, I shouldn't say, you know, he, has, he hasn't been unflappable. I shouldn't say that, but he has been just so determined this year to, mm-hmm. even if it's a bad goal, even if it's a bad outing or something like he is battling right to the beginning. So, you know, I, I don't know as though there's anybody who's been maybe as consistent in their performance, regardless of the, uh, the outcome um, all year. So for my money, uh, he was great the other night and he's been good all season. And, uh, and I don't know, but it just doesn't seem like that's going to change. And maybe after last year, a bounce back is, is what we would expect, but he's doing it, man. And he, and you know, I, I don't see it letting up just yet. I, I just don't. I mean, he handled that finger injury um, came back. I mean, I don't think anybody was overly concerned long-term, um, and he kind of put any doubts or questions uh, to bed. 
Now, one of the things that was kind of like, I guess, a silver lining of the injury for Markstrom is that we did get to see Dustin Wolf for a few games back up in the NHL. What did you make of his time? And then how do you think he's handling kind of the up and down a little bit here lately? Yeah, I, I think that he is showing you just enough to keep getting those looks. I think he has um, handled it to your second part brilliantly. Been in and around him and how he's business-like boys. Like, I mean, in the hotel. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. on the bus. Uh, I mean, in the airport or on the plane. Like, he is he's business-like. And that is kind of consistent with what, we've heard, with what we've seen and what we've heard from the coaching staff about you know, how unflappable he is. And there's that swagger um, that is not necessarily about, hey, I've got swagger. It's more I'm able to handle this or at least gives off the impression he can. Body language, uh, tone, um, the way he conducts himself. Now, on the ice, I think he's done okay. I think he's done okay. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, he hasn't looked out of place. He didn't look to me as though he was stealing you games. Um, but he, and he certainly looked comfortable. He looked at home and I think with more looks and, and really at this point, guys, isn't that pretty remarkable? If in fact, that's how everybody sees it, a late, late, late draft pick, uh, undersized, um, you know, kind of seasoning in the American hockey league. To me, this is kind of the right type of scenario that, you know, the best case scenario you could hope for. And, uh, I mean, and being realistic in that, like I, we've got to kind of temper things and, Oh, he's done it in junior. We've all heard the headlines about the American league. Not that anybody went and saw it, but like we got to kind of temper things and, and, but he's earned the opportunity and he's also been given the opportunity and he's, I think doing a pretty good job with it. I don't know if he's taking it and running with it yet, but I think he's doing a very good job with it. And, and you mentioned the business-like approach from Dustin Wolf. I'm just wondering if you can kind of compare and contrast that to other players that you've seen come up. And I'm not looking for names or anything, but maybe players that have had the moment take them a little bit too far, perhaps. Oh, geez. Uh, what do you mean by take them too far? I just, in... like, do guys get, like, sometimes guys will get very excited and, and the moment kind of overwhelms them. They're surrounded by superstars and players that they grew up watching and they're playing against them. And, and it can be very overwhelming for players when they come up to the NHL. Is there anybody, not necessarily a person, but you, you talk about what Dustin Wolf can do here and how it's all business like. Is there just anything that you've noticed? Like, how different is it, I guess, is, is the question I'm trying to ask. Yeah. I don't know if I can find you an exact uh, Flames goalie or, or any goalie for that matter that uh, that looks as though he's been overwhelmed, but you can definitely tell by goalies um, who maybe aren't quite as, at least in the way you you view them, as quite as serious and as unflappable. I mean, there's lots of goalies who were star-studded goalies who you expect this from. But to your point, I think it's remarkable that Dustin Wolf, you know, isn't starstruck, isn't, you know, walking around kind of loosey-goosey, kind of like, I'm just happy to be here. I think this is an example of a guy who's been around the American League for a couple of years who is hungry and who is ready and who has been around seeing his teammates get called up. And now he wants his. And as a result, and I don't think this is new because by all accounts, he was pretty 
um, pretty serious about his craft at every other level to get to this point, or else maybe he isn't here. But he is making the most of it from a standpoint of, I'm going to do everything I can um, in my approach, in my preparation, um, and the way he conducts himself. I find him great to chat with. I find him, you know, in the interview side of it or off camera or off the mic, he's, he's great. But he's just got a real business-like approach where he's serious. I, I'm just trying to think if there's something that jumps out at me, guys, on that on that comparable. I don't know if there is, and I apologize. But I just think it's really neat to see a guy who is that late of a pick, who's maybe a little undersized, who you wondered when it was going to happen, and now he's just uh, and now he's just approaching this with a you know workman mentality where he's he's got to go to work. He needs. He needs the opportunity for sure, and he needs some things to happen. But as far as what he can control, that's what he's that's what he's focused on. Flames host for Sportsnet Ryan Leslie joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Big Show Russick and Rose nine sixty the fan. Best move so far by Craig Conroy: the Sharon Govish trade or the AJ Greer waiver pickup? Mm. I think Sharon Govich um, because. You know, Toffoli wanted a long-term deal. He wanted big dough and big years. And so not only did did he stand pat with that and not do that, and it would have been tempting, right, guys? Like leading scorer, good guy, um, veteran, kind of weather the, help you weather the storm and the bumpy roads, and wanted to be here. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you flip that, so you avoid doing that, and you get a younger guy in that – to their credit, they saw some potential early on in the summer, had him on the board as a top-line guy. Um, and it's starting to pay off here before Christmas. And he's a young guy, and he's a, an affordable guy, and he's been an effective guy. Uh, in those two comparables, I would take that. Not take nothing away from A.J. Greer. That's an absolute steal. I think those are two great examples of him. And the third I'll give you is patience. He's showing some patience. Everybody wants something done the way they see it. Craig is showing patience. For me, those three things are great. You know, you've got patience. You've got A.J. Greer who's showing you fourth-line depth, and everybody knows if you want to be a good team, you got to have good depth. Um, you know, he's got a physical side. He's been able to chip in. He's been a serviceable role player. Quiet guy goes about his work, too. And then on top of it all, you've got Sharon Govich, who, you know, maybe a month ago, I don't know if that would have crept into the top three things that you like about what he's done, just living in the moment. But, you know, he was a top-line guy. He's worked his way up and down the lineup. And, uh, you know, he's he's on a heater right now for goals, and he's great in the uh, shootouts slash penalty shot type thing. And, uh, you know, he's got a skill set, you'll recall, that Ryan Huska said earlier on that, that, that they don't have a lot of on their roster. And I think that's just the ability to kind of be dangerous one-on-one and finish. And certainly in those specialty areas, uh, we've seen that. So that would be for my money, the top, the top three things, but uh, I'm sure that's certainly open to debate. There was a lot of conversation last year about how long it took Huberto and Mackenzie Wieger to feel comfortable here. And Yegor Sharangovich is, is not a man of many words, but how much more comfortable have you seen him over the last little bit here? It, it feels like even putting him with Lindholm, you, you kind of see a change in the demeanor. I, I'm, I don't know. I, 
I think he is uh, the way we see a man of few words, um, kind of a shy, quiet guy by all accounts coming out of New Jersey too. I think he's just that way and lets his talking, you know, lets his play do the talking. So I, yeah, I don't know as though you're going to see him chirping or spouting off or (laughs) maybe cracking jokes with outside people watching this team uh, via media or whatever else. But Hey, if he keeps playing uh, the way he has been playing, who cares? He's, that's just the way he's wired, but his heartbeat and his motor get going certainly on the ice, and uh, and that's that's what you need. And certainly he's been pleasant to deal with. I think language is an issue, mm. but uh, but just in terms of uh, where he does most of his talking, it's on the ice, and I think Craig and company are, are just fine with that. Yeah, um, Ryan, I feel like on our show we're struggling with this topic, and I'm sure you might be struggling with it during intermission. The music song? No. The Christmas song? Nope. Oh. Uh, with Eric or, or Corey, whoever's on your intermission guest. How are you dealing with the Jonathan Huberto story? Because it feel like it, it's something that it's easy to talk about and it's easy to take shots. But at the same time, like we have to mm-hmm. talk about it. He's the highest paid player. Yeah. He's not living up to expectation. I'm sure he'd be the first yep. one to say that. How have you been handling dealing with the Jonathan Huberto story? Well, I mean, last game, for example, uh, you know, we had the sound of him talking about the contract, and I think it starts there, the weight of that contract. He feels it, um, and you're right. He is the first person to talk about it and does talk about it and owns it, and I'll give him that for all, you know, and, you know, listeners out there, oh, he should. Well, he is. He is. Before we get the pitchforks, he is, and uh, he knows it more than we do. He feels it more than we do. Now he also is compensated more than we are. And so I think we've addressed it from a standpoint of, you know, the play isn't there. The, the play isn't where he needs it to be, where he wants it to be. Um, and, and just kicking it while it's down is an old storyline for us, uh, but it's one that, you know, you have to kind of address, especially if you see some things that uh, from a player's perspective, Corey's great from, from that and you know I didn't play at the National Hockey League level neither did Francis so before you chirp and I before we chirp I should say we have to kind of defer to Corey and and I think defer to the fact that you know this this is not going the right way let's just all be honest and let's be real about it but let's also not continue to beat it up it's it is what it is and I think there's frustration with him. There's frustration with the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, it's one that's got to improve. It has to. And you're the highest paid guy. It has to improve. He knows that. He owns that. Now what? Where do you go from there? Where else do you go? Uh, is he making bad passes? Yes. Is he passing too much? Yes. If he shoots more, is he rewarded more? Yes. If he shoots three or more times in a game, he's a half point more better than if he shoots less than that. So mm. he knows, and I spoke with him in Minnesota about that. He's heard the shoot more and the, you know, the, the groans if he doesn't. He's heard all that. Um, but the numbers are there and back it up when he does shoot more. So you hope that mentally he clears that hurdle. He's addressed the mental side of it as well, you know, in speaking with various people about it. He wears it heavy, real heavy. And talking to the Florida folks, they're just bewildered that it's gone this way. Um, they root for them. They love them. And don't you guys get the sense that this fan base 
much like the Josh Anderson thing, and I brought this up on air the other day, Josh Anderson, you know, with the long applause from the Habs faithful, you know, he's had a tough season. And then he scored two goals, and they just embraced him with that applause mm-hmm. and that ovation, and it went on and on. And I just thought, man, isn't it neat in sport? It's easy to just hammer away, but kind of cool when even a tough market like Montreal lets him hear it on the positive because there's a human side of it. I'm not saying that has to always happen. I'm not pie in the sky type guy, but um, you get the sense here that the uh, the Flames faithful are really hoping that this thing turns for them. You don't know how long the patience will last. Mm-hmm. I would like to think for the most part it still has. I know there'll be the odd text that says they're done with it. I get that. Um, but, you know, even a guy like Matthew uh, Kachuk has taken a step back this year due to whatever reasons, right? We could talk about injury. We could talk about Stanley Cup playoff or deep run hangover, not the Stanley Cup playoff, but a final. Um, there's always a lot of factors that go into it, mental and physical. I just hope for Huberto's sake he figures it all out soon because you, on the outside, do kind of root for a, a good guy like that who you know has a, a lot of skill. He's got to find it again because uh, it, it's it's just not working, and uh, certainly it's time. Nazem Kadri got off to a pretty good start last year playing with Dylan Dubé and Andrew, Mon- Andrew Mangiapane, but is this the best he's played since becoming a Calgary Flame? Feels like it, doesn't it? And, mm-hmm. and on top of it all, I really credit him for the young guys and what you're getting out of them. So I don't know if it's a rejuvenation, if it's a skill set, if it's you know mental, if it's what it is, but it's working and keep it going because you know Connor Zary is loving life. Pospisil feels just fantastic about most nights that he's playing, and as a result, um, Nas is uh, is back and. You know, I was a little concerned about, at various points about this one as well, and uh, this seems to be the right tonic. And um, he's doing and saying all the right things publicly and on the ice. He's getting it done. I mean, you always want more from everybody, selfishly, uh, but for where he is and where those youngsters are, uh, certainly those two in Zary and uh, in Kadri, that just works for me. I, I like it. And, uh, Start to see a little snarl and uh, yep. a little bit of bite from Kadri as he's chirping a little more, and uh, you know you get the uh, the um, great comments that he gave me down in Denver when he we were talking about uh, Nate McKinnon and his competitive nature, and you know Nas is pretty competitive too. He said this guy though is ruthless, and I'm not saying Nas is going to steal a page from his book, but ruthless is pretty strong, and I, I just like that. You know, there's a bit of bite and a bit of uh, accountability there. So we'll see uh, how this thing plays out. Can these young guys continue to hang on to the the rigors of the NHL in an everyday league? But, uh, man, it sure is. I I just love what we're seeing out of Connors area, guys. I really do. And I didn't see this coming at all. I'm the first to admit it. I've said it a million times. I didn't see it in camp. I didn't see it. And I love what I'm seeing. I love his ability to try one-on-one opportunities. Anything he does, even regardless of the result, if, whether or not it goes in or whether or not it leads to some a goal, I love what he's doing. I love his decision-making. Now, defensively, is that going to take some time? For sure. But offensively, he's not afraid to try and be a one-on-one guy. He's got some finish, good decisions. 
I don't know. I love watching them play. I got to say it. And uh, it's been a while. And we've we've been pretty lucky here that we've had some really good skilled guys the last number of years. But this guy looks like he's something. And I credit the organization for how they've handled him. But I credit him for handling the bad news of, yeah, you're going down, taking it the right way and applying it the right way. This guy's been a treat to watch for me. Uh, Ryan, before I let you go, does Jacob Pelletier play a game with the Flames before Valentine's Day? Yes. Okay. That's exciting because he's like the lost guy in all of this. We talk about all the young, exciting players the Calgary Flames have. And then it's, oh, right, yeah. Jacob Pelche's around the corner. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm no doctor, certainly. I haven't seen the medical reports or anything, but I did see him skating uh, uh, live uh, when we, I don't know, whenever we saw Shillington on the ice there as well. And just saw him working out with his wing, and, you know, he, he was saying the right things, and, and uh, you're hopeful for a good young player. Boy, that was tough, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, you're right. I don't know about forgotten or lost, but certainly dealing with his injury and uh, certainly trying to get back to where he was and, and maybe even beyond. And a young guy like that, he's bounced back. He's a lot further along than uh, than I am with my shoulder surgery. And he had uh, major surgery, and he uh, had it after me. And he's doing a lot more than I am. So I give him credit. These young guys heal up. They've certainly got the help and the medical assistance they need, and I think you will. That's just a guess. I have no intel on that, but I'm I'm guessing you might see him before that. And, and who knows? Maybe he sparks Jonathan Huberto when he comes back. Who knows? Trying to be right. positive I mean, during anything, the holiday right, guys? season. Like, yeah. You're right. You're just looking for anything, and yeah. that's why the coaches trot him out there on that uh, shootout opportunity, and that's why they're giving him, you know, all these just anything you just want something to click much like maybe what's it going to take for Connor Zary to click well he's playing with Nazem Kadri okay well that works you just don't know and at this point you're desperate for anything to work he, he might be um in studio with you guys at some point you you're just trying anything just well, let's yeah. get it moving and and uh and you hope that he continues to to handle it the, the way he has because he's been a pro about it. Uh, the invitation is out there uh, for Jonathan Huberto to come to our show anytime in studio. Uh, Ryan yeah. Leslie, um, terrific stuff. All the best during the holidays, pal. Thanks for this. Guys, Merry Christmas. As always, thanks for having me. Continued uh, success with the show, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to yak at each other soon. Sounds good. Uh, Ryan Leslie, Flames host for Sportsnet. Uh, straight ahead. We're going to play Impossible Flames Trivia, your chance to win a $50 gift card to vacate Bruco and some swag. But first, Poor Center Calgary has new inventory in stock. There's a great mix of all models, including Taycan, Cayenne, Macan, and even some sports cars. Poor Center Calgary has unprecedented offers like no luxury tax on 23 Taycan models and 3.99% lease rates on 23 and 24 models. Plus, Make NX and GTS 23 and 24 models are available with 6.99% lease rates for up to 42 months. Offers end December 31st. Visit PoreCenterCalgary.com. Impossible Flames trivia next. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's that time of the week. It's Wednesday. It's your chance to win a $50 gift card from VK Bruco and some swag. It's uh, this guy's um, last segment for a little vacay, a little Christmas break. Finally, a little Christmas breaky break. Um, hit it, GVP. Let's do it. 
Get your thinking caps ready, because it's time for George Russick to deliver today's Impossible Flames Trivia Question. And it's brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from in-house Vacay Bruco and Burwood Distillery 2566, Flanders Avenue Southwest, and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. The game is as easy as pie. I give you three current or former members of the Calgary Flames, and you got to find out the connection. You text in to 960-960. you got to add your name and location, even if you're from Cramatville. <laughs> and if we get... I would like more fake town names on the text line, please. No, but you can't win that way. Sure you can. No. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, you don't care. What no, are you talking about? I'm out, I'm out in like 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. See you suckers later. I don't know. I, I I found it really hard to tell that you're close to vacation. The what? entire show. I found it really difficult to tell. I think I'm on my A game yeah, today. Yeah, you've been sharp as a bag of wet hair. Yeah, that's my line. Yeah, I know. Been sharp as a tack. Another, another Georgeism. I got to write that one down. Sharp as a tack. Rickster. Rickster, sharp as a bag of wet hair. Wet hair. Um, um, what else? Young Street. You have to. Where you were born. That's right. You have to slide in conspiracy theories in yeah. this sentence. And Moon just landing keep going never on. happened. Shh, don't say anything. No, no, no. Moon landing. What else? You want to hear about 5G? All right, let's get to it. Uh, no, we're actually. playing Impossible Flames Trivia brought to you by uh, Veranda. Your chance to win a $50 gift card to Veranda, Vacay Bruco, <laughs> and some swag. You ready for name number one? I'm ready. Hit me. Uh, Valerie Buray. Valerie Valbury. Vladimirovich Valbury was born on June 13th, 1974, and is a Russian-American former ice hockey right winger. He played 10 seasons in the NHL for the Canadians, Panthers, Blues, Stars, and Flames yep. from 1995 to 2004. Back in hip injuries led to Bure's retirement from hockey in 2005. He now operates Bure Family Wines in St. Helena, California with his wife, actress Candace Cameron Bure. To oh. whom he has been married since 1996. Heck yeah. There's a picture of him with just an awful beard when you Google that. It's Valbury. very straggly. Yeah. it's yeah. It looks out of place. Yeah. It's like a, hmm. My face said, nope. Can't grow a full beard there, You know sailor. how we're talking about Bren Cron, big melon? I think Valbury has a small melon. Yeah? Like a tiny head? Tiny head? Is it smaller than uh, Shan's tiny head? <laughs> I got a, I got a really small head. Yeah, I know. So I well, said I don't, it. I don't know. I haven't seen Val recently. Like Shan, when you go buy a hat that says <laughs> "one size fits all," it fits, right? I mean, I actually buy kids' hats. That's not a joke. Are you serious? Yeah, I got, I got a really small. I mean, like a kid's, kids large. Hat? I don't know how you do size. For, yeah, no, I, I go to the kids', kids large. What funny. are you like, Oshkosh, Oshkosh, Bagosh? <laughs> Oshkosh, Kabosh. I have no idea what that yeah, is, but I got a small head. I know store. what Oshkosh Kabosh is. No, not Kabosh. Kabosh. Gosh, Bosh. Uh, Tommy Abilene. Oh, Tommy Al. Oh, we're still doing this. Tommy Abilene was born Tommy on May Albeline. 21st, 1964, and is a Swedish former ice hockey defenseman who, over the course oh. of a 24 year professional career, played a total of 952 games for three NHL teams the Quebec Nordiques, the New Jersey Devils, and uh, the Calgary Flames. Does he, he have also, a brother? Uh, he also won a world championship in 1987 and competed in the men's tournament at the 1998 Winter Olympics in Nagano. Hmm. Tommy Albaline. And the last name, Doug Gilmore. Douglas Robert Gilmore 
was born on June 25th, 1963, and is a Canadian former professional ice hockey player. He played 20 seasons in the NHL for seven different teams, including the Calgary Flames. Wow. A two-time All-Star, he was a member, I don't know if you knew this, What of the 1989 Stanley Cup championship team and oh, won really? the Frank J. Selke Trophy as the NHL's best defensive forward in 92 and 93. How about that? Gilmore's been married three times and has four children. Okay. Val Beret, Tommy Albaline, and mm-hmm. Doug Gilmore. 960, 960. Name and locations. Hmm. Val Beret, Tommy Albaline, Doug Gilmore. Hmm. This is a hard one because Tommy was a defenseman. Yeah. Got a couple of forwards here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Albaline was with the Flames until 2001. Yeah. Val Beret mm-hmm. was with the Flames until. 2001. Yeah. Okay. Doug Gilmore. Well, he won an 80. I don't know if he won. Definitely wasn't there. Hmm. He played with the Flames until 91, 92. First clue, GVP. Oh, okay. Yeah. All I want for Christmas. Mariah Carey. Banger. I want all I for Christmas. This is hint number one. It's just one thing I need. Uh, Jared, they all won a silver medal in the Olympics. Underneath the Christmas tree. Uh, They all married smoke shows. I don't know if that's right. All three protected in the expansion draft. Ooh, Jeremy. Good guess. They all have grown kids from Carrie. Nope. Gotta hit that high note. Yeah. Jeff and... uh, I'm not going to read that. Here comes the banger. Like pie. Here, here comes. Oh. Phil from Brooks. They're all married to actresses. Here oh. comes the drop. Oh. Put your they hands in the air. They have all not been in George's what? kitchen at Christmas. Yes, Derek. That's true, but not what I'm looking for. I'm going to say they all had to play a game on Christmas back before the CBA oh. was amended. Oh. Very good guess, Because Matt back Rose. in the day, you used to have to play. On oh, Christmas. Oh, great yeah. guess. This one, John from Calgary, too. All three were traded just after the Christmas freeze. Ooh. Oh, Ryan, where? they're all traded at Xmas time. Whoa. They all played for an expansion team at Christmas. Ooh. Jared, whoa. for Christmas is you. Hit number two, GVP. Mm-hmm. 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 Hmm. Okay. Jingle Bell Rock. So we got a couple of Christmas tunes here. A couple of bangers, I may add. Val Burry, Tommy Albaline, Doug Gilmore. They all got hockey sticks for Christmas when they were nine. Mm. They, nope. they all won a medal at the World Juniors, which happens Ooh. after Christmas. Whoa. Not what I'm looking for. Um, They all competed in the Winter Olympics and won a medal. I don't know if that's true. Uh, They all scored in the opening game of the World Juniors. Aaron and Lethbridge, good guess. Not what I'm looking for. Uh, Rocky, they're all part of a team Christmas album. That's a great uh, text from Justin from Rocky. They all had a crush on Mariah Carey, Grant. 
Hmm. I don't know. Can I have another hint? Uh, sure. GVP, oh, hint good. number three. Okay. la 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 so these are all just Christmas songs. Uh-huh. Is there anything else that I need here? Oh, you need more help? Oh, yeah, but I you don't need, need another a, hint. I don't need another Christmas song, As though. we're playing I think Impossible I'm getting, Flames trivia here, get, brought to you by Veranda and VK Bruco. I understand that there's a Christmas theme. Can you give me a hint with something a little bit more tangible? Something with maybe a little bit of meat to it? Okay, uh, GVP, hint number four, no, please. I don't want another song. It's Oh, my gosh. What is this? This feels like it's out of a Disney movie. Oh. Okay. Good. Frosty. So we have All I Want for Christmas. Yep. We have what? Rocking Around the Christmas Tree? Yep. We have Frosty the Snowman. We had Deck the Halls. Yep. They're just Christmas songs. Yep. They all... They all... Oh, Brian oh. from Calgary. They all appeared on a TV show or movie. That's a good guess. Brandon Brooks. They all had cameos in Christmas movies. Great guess. Not what I'm looking for. Alex um, from Calgary. They're all missing their front teeth. Uh, Brad from Stupidville. They all hate dudes from Niagara Falls. Wait a minute. Wait. Hmm. How'd that get in there? Hmm. That guy's cruising for a block. <laughs> you're cruising for a block for the holidays. <laughs> Maybe I should give you one of those. Give him a little block hey, star. Guess action. what? You know what your Christmas gives it? Never texting into Sportsnet 960 again. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy, holidays. Happy holidays. Never again. <laughs> Can you text in? Never win a prize. Happy holidays. I need an apology text right away, otherwise you're blocked. <laughs> you have one minute. You're such a you have one minute. 960, 960, name and yeah. location. And the millennials are yeah. the soft ones. Yes. 960, 960. Good point. Brad, text. Yeah, thanks, Brad. That's Feels your like name. A good point. Brad, right? apology <laughs> or blocked? You have 45 <laughs> seconds. 960, 960, name and location. Tommy Abilene, Val Burray, and Doug Gilmore all have something in common. You ready for hit number five that's going to open yeah, the door sure. for you? Great. Can't wait. It's hit something me. Maddie Rose loves to do to kind of cheese me off a little bit. Oh. <laughs> that's a long list. Oh, well, that's the hint. <laughs> hmm. What do I love to do? I love to tell you that you're from Toronto. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. Um,. You don't like when I talk about how you're not really that tall. Yeah. That's another one. Yep. Hmm. They, uh, block? They, you, have, uh, you have to be at work to block me. But I am at work, and you're getting blocked. <laughs> don't, don't do that. He's blocked. He's a fine. No, he's a good texter. Blocked. He's Done. a good See texter. Ya. Merry no. Christmas. No, what are you doing? Merry no. Christmas. <laughs> Never. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Brad and Stupidville. You're That's out. too bad. Sorry. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Really good. <laughs> so dumb. dumb. So um, dumb. Okay. It's um, something um you love to do. I love to do. You talked about it with your brother. You did it with oh, Chris Tanev today. Oh, they're, all their birthdays are on Christmas. Close. Um, You're very close. All of their wives' birthdays are on Christmas. You're very close. 
Um, you are so their close. favorite holiday. They like Christmas, which is the birth of Jesus. So, so there's that. Okay, we're running out of time. Okay, here. what is it? Can, can uh, the answer is uh, they all played with somebody who was born on Christmas. Oh, they played with somebody who was born on Christmas. Okay, yeah, yeah because Val was born in June. And yep. Uh, Murray played with Mid- Stu okay, Barnes of the Dallas Stars, fine. who was born on Christmas. Uh, Tommy Abelian played with Jim Dowd, who was born on Christmas. Uh-huh. And Doug Gilmore played with Dmitry Miranoff, wow. who was born on Christmas. How long did it take you to figure that one out? Like, what, uh, what Peter did you, from Bridgeland. Okay. Congratulations. You won Good. Good. a $50 gift card of AK Bruco and some swag. Impossible Flames Trivia is brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from Minho's Vacay Bruco and Burwood Distillery. 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. <laughs> I feel like in such a jovial holiday mood yeah, just you're setting really out are. the blocks. Yeah. Merry Christmas! Block star. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> How are we supposed to guess that? That was impossible. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's literally the, the name of the... Segment. That's, that's, what's the point, guys? That's kind of why. Okay. It continues to be. I like how people are getting angry at this game too. Now that's kind of <laughs> my favorite. It's it makes to... me want to. It makes me want to do it like four times <laughs> a week. Oh, no, please! Merry Christmas! <laughs> Impossible Flames trivia for five days in a row. No. Merry no. Christmas! Please no. <sighs> All right. What do you got coming up? Um, on Mucho Big Show there, uh, GVP. Uh, we're going to talk with Derek Van Dees, regional writer for NHL.com. Going to check in on the team up north, the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. There's a text asking if I've ever got close. I've won once. So Yeah, you have. Yeah, you, you have gotten it before. It was like After week, like the second like clue. Like three, I think. Yeah, he has come. And Brent Cron's never come close yeah. to getting it. Well, he doesn't and, necessarily And even sometimes effort. we even like centering around something that's happened in Brent Cron's career. Yeah, a lot of times. But, you know, it's hard game. Um, all right. So, uh, Mucho Big Show is coming up. Thanks to everybody who texted in. There was a lot. We love all of you. We love all your support. Uh, only one block today. So, so Merry Christmas. So, you guys are getting a little unhinged. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's good. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Merry Christmas. PK all right. tomorrow, too. Uh, that's it for fun. me. Um, I'll be back uh, in the new year. Yeah, See you next year. Can't wait. Yeah, um, you guys can take shots at me all day tomorrow and Friday. I might. Okay, go ahead. might. Play some stupid clips. Do whatever you want. Yeah. I'll be asleep while you guys are doing the show. (laughs) Okay, good. Uh, All the best uh, to uh, all of our listeners. We uh, Seriously, though, uh, we all enjoy all of you. We love all of you. Uh, Thanks for uh, supporting our stupid little three-hour show we do here. And Mucho Big Show. Yeah, it's another big one, too. Which is uh, hour four. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. Uh, Be safe out there. Have Have a lot of fun. During the holidays, and I'll talk to you uh, next year. Uh, Maddie Rose will talk to you uh, the next couple of days, and then he's off for a little bit. But again, thanks for all uh, your support, your listenership, and we'll see you in the new year. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.